This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, if you missed our show, the beginning portions of it today, you missed a lot. You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. Please do it. Hope to entertain you every single day, including this topic that has popped up at Evco Radio, EVCO Radio on Twitter. Is it normal for house guests slash people working within your house to pee on your lawn? Um, 78.6% said no. So it's frowned upon. I, I would hope it's, so. It, it's a social faux pas. Damian Woody, who joined us earlier, again, you could go back and listen on the ESPN app on our podcast, uh, was uh, just totally nauseated by the people that did it and said, if, there's going, if they're going to do it, you can't let them back in your house until they actually wash their hands. Yeah, but it, the three-year-old is a different thing. Yeah, now, great. the contractor, yeah, Damian Woody said he could come back in the house and finish the work, but he wasn't going to shake his hand. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you got to wash I don't know if I'm letting spot. them back in the house to finish the work. I'm certainly confronting him. Hey, saw this on the ring camera. What's up with the woods? Why are you going out there? See, that's Explain interesting. Yourself. I would have gone the other way, Smalls, and said, hey, we have a bathroom over here you can use. And I, Because I felt guilty. I'm like, do they not think they can go to the bathroom in the home? Like you were giving something off that made him feel yeah. like it's your he energy. Couldn't ask you? You both are looking at me like saying, yeah, maybe it is your fault. <laughs> maybe it is your fault. Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City, brought to you by Grey Goose. So tonight we have Thursday Night Football between the Eagles and... And the Vikings, and the Eagles won in week one. They're 1-0 on the season. They are in the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts, we know, is a big-time quarterback, gets his contract extension over the offseason. They're also doing something very interesting along the defensive line, and I don't think that we pay enough attention to this because it's defensive line, and who cares about the guys that play on the defense? Why would you say that? Well, I'm why, sorry. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> so, why, why would you do that? Jalen Carter was supposed to be the number one pick in the NFL draft this past year. Above Bryce Young, above C.J. Stroud, above Anthony Richardson. He was supposed to be that guy. Obviously, there was a tragic off-field incident that details are still emerging from, so we'll we'll stay away from the tragedy and the legal part of it because we don't know enough, and I'm not going to recklessly speculate about that. But obviously, the condolences to the people that were lost in that horrific accident in Georgia. He drops in the draft. He's a really good football player. I think we know that if we keep it from an on-field perspective. So mm-hmm. he's in the mix there. And they still have Fletcher Cox, who's a veteran, who they just like sprinkle in in big moments like they did against New England. And he was great in, those, in that small sample size. So they're really good on defense. They have all the Georgia guys. We know that. But overall, they were kind of just okay. A lot of the focal point for Thursday Night Football tonight has been basically that we've said, Minnesota's on the clock, Right. They better be good soon, or you have to take advantage of an expiring contract with Kirk Cousins. Have we focused too much on Minnesota and not enough on Philly? Um, Here's the thing. Philly is always going to be scrutinized just because of the expectations. It's Super Bowl for them. They're in their window. They paid Jalen Hurts $250 million because they believe they can contend at that level. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to pay a quarterback that kind of money. So – I think when we look at that team, the biggest concerns this offseason was how Nick Sirianni was going to juggle both coordinators departing and getting head coaching jobs. And now Brian Johnson, their OC, and Sean Desai, their DC, we have to see who they're going to be in terms of forming identity with those respective units. Now, I think that's more of a work in progress, which is why I'm not going to jump out of the window for a lackluster performance. But that being said, they did go on the road against a team that has a really good defense and get a win. And think about this. It's not just any team. It's a Bill Belichick coach team, Mm -hmm. and that's the season opener. So Belichick with extra time to prepare, it's always going to be a tough out. Philly took care of their business. I don't like 
the overall game management I saw from Nick Sirianni at the end of that game, going for it, fourth and two at midfield, with less than two minutes to go, and you didn't get it, you gift the Patriots the ball back with an opportunity to win the game at the end. But overall, I have no choice to trust the Philadelphia Eagles based on the body of work that I've seen with Jalen Hurts as the full-time starter for the last two years. In addition to that, Nick Sirianni addressed it after the game that they might have been off to a bit of a sluggish start because the starters didn't really play in the preseason, and that's something he's going to reevaluate as they move forward next year. But I'm not going to put too much stock into the Eagles not looking like the Eagles in Week 1. They still won the game, but I think if they come out tonight and they look similar versus the Vikings like they did versus the Patriots, then we open up the conversation because you talk about a Super Bowl hangover and if there's going to be any sort of a regression. But I'm going to withhold that until after the game tonight. I'm just sitting there thinking about it. I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule and wondering when their first real test is going to come because after Minnesota, they're on the road at Tampa. They got the Washington Commanders. They're on the road against the Rams and the Jets. So when is their first real test going to come? Well, are, are we really going to have to wait until week seven against the Miami Dolphins? Andrew Brandt, who was in the Packers front office for a long period of time, Sports Illustrated now, said before the season in his bold predictions that he thinks they can go undefeated. Which I don't know that any team can go undefeated, but I understand what you're saying. If you look at that schedule, it's harder to circle a loss. Now, you're high on the Dolphins, so maybe that week seven game against the Dolphins. But up until then, you would anticipate that they would be 6-0 and going into that game. And even so, that game is at home, right? And then if you get past that, I mean, there's certainly an opportunity for them to win and win big this year. Um, I would just never project anybody to be undefeated. No, I'm not going to go into the undefeated conversation, but I'm just trying to figure out what's the litmus for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who's the team that we look at as a true title contender that can threaten them that's on their schedule through the first month and a half of the season? Cowboys. I only see one. I mean, the Cowboys is not until November. I'm talking about the first month and a half. The Dolphins. You're probably talking about the Miami Dolphins. So my, my whole thing is this. I hope that this Eagles team is not thinking that they can roll their helmet out there every single week until they play a team where they might feel threatened. Because you got to understand, teams are looking at you as the standard. They're looking at you as the test to see how close they are Mm -hmm. to contending at a championship level. Anybody can get got in the National Football League if they get caught slipping. And so that's my biggest issue with the Eagles is just complacency. How do you deal with success? How do you deal with the level of expectations that we have on them now? Because going into last year, nobody thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. Now, I picked them to win the division, but nobody had them in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. This year, everybody expects that that should be the best team in the conference. That is a very different thing. How they manage those expectations week to week is going to determine what the ceiling on this team is. So the way we started this conversation, I brought up, should we be concerned about them at all? Now, it's a, I think it's a fair question. How I really feel is, if you're a great team, you find ways to win when you're not playing your best. And that's exactly what they did last week. Like, that's the reality of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They were fine. And they beat Bill Belichick on the road. Like, they were in a Tom Brady celebration game. Like, that's... That's a nice win. Now, there's no debate at what's happened so far with Colorado. No? What? <laughs> no, I'm listening. Oh, I was going to say, there's no debate so far with – I thought you were saying that there was a debate about no, the Eagles. No, there's no debate. There's no okay. debate. There's yeah, no I think debate. we learned more about the Patriots in that game, yeah. even in a loss, than we did about the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, college game day is going to be in Colorado this weekend. So that means two straight weekends, right, for Stephen A. and Shannon? Yes. Going to Colorado. Yes. So they're basically living in Colorado, which is a great place to <laughs> yeah, live. And they're visiting New York. They're living in Colorado, visiting New York. I like it. Mm-hmm. So Colorado, Colorado State will have game day there. So all the excitement around Dion. Well, Dion had an interesting comparison yesterday about the start of their season. Let's listen to Coach Prime and what he had to say. 
I don't have time to enjoy the moment. Santa don't have time. He got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. <laughs> That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Does Santa have time? Does Santa ever sit back and say, boy, I've done a hell of a job for everybody. Look at all the gifts I've delivered. Does Santa have time? Yeah, he's got a lot of time. I mean, outside of December, what the hell is Santa doing the rest of the year? Yeah, I'm sure he's reflecting. He just ain't got time while he's in the busy season. And for Dion, he ain't got time while he's in football season. He'll enjoy that after football season along with a new contract extension or a new job opportunity elsewhere. But nobody, and I mean nobody, had Colorado being 2-0 and and ranked 18th on the bingo card preseason. No. And that's just attributed to how he's been able to turn this team around. 75% of his team now is through the transfer portal. Nobody thought that that was possible either, but he's been able to do it. And the part that's probably the most impressive is that it seems like everything is on point. You don't see a lot of penalties from this team. You don't see a lot of pre-snap errors. You don't see a lot of blown coverages. You don't see blown protections. Now, their offensive line ain't good at pass protection. They gave up seven sacks against Nebraska, but it's not because guys are out of place. And when you have that much turnover in your program and you're trying to establish a new culture, the fact that they have been as buttoned up is probably the most impressive part of the coaching job Dion has done. Yeah, you don't expect, expect that discipline this early on with so no. many new faces, no. so many new uh, members of the personnel. Who We thought it would be different with Dion. Who thought that they would double their win total from last season by week two, beating a team that was in the national championship game last season and two teams from Power 5 conferences? I didn't have that. No, I didn't now have it's that. the other way. Now it's like if they lose to Colorado State, yeah. I mean, that would be a terrible loss. The expectations are now through the roof. I mean, every game for Colorado now is homecoming, and you're one Wondering who's going to show up on the sideline next. Last week they had Wu Tang, they had Michael Irvin. Uh, I mean, they it reminds me of USC back Sharks in the today. day. Who needs know? to show up? Like, who's the next? Drake. Who needs to go? Drake. Drake. Oh, no, 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 don't, no, no. We don't want Drake there. But I'm just no, saying, when Drake shows no, up with college teams, they right. lose. No, I don't want Drake there. You're right. I want Coach Prime to win. I want Drake, Coach Prime to win. Please don't go to Colorado. Please don't do it. Please don't. Um, but Beach. you know, Drake shows up at every big sporting event, yeah. and this is the biggest show in sports right now. Is what Colorado's doing with Dion. I, I want Rick Ross to show up. He just had an Instagram. Why Rick Ross? He, he had an Instagram post yesterday, and he was pointing to his watch, and he was saying, "This is the Shador Sanders now, based on what Shador was doing with Nebraska, saying this is what time it is." He's got a farm yeah. too. He probably yeah, has exactly. I'm just saying, I want Rick Ross to show up. You know, he was talking about, you know, he. Colorado Buffaloes, how he got Buffaloes. That's you right. know, he's got Wingstop. So I just want Rick Ross to show up at Colorado. I feel like he belongs. But there. but I think it's a thing now. I think like if you're a big time celebrity that has sports ties, that we know you're a sports fan. Oh yeah. And you're not swooping into yeah. Colorado, you're not doing your job. I feel like going to a Colorado home game is now the equivalent to going to the white party of Michael Rubens in the Hamptons. It's like, like sitting it's starting to get to, It's starting to get to that point. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's, it's no, Michael Rubin going. Yeah, Michael Rubin Michael should, Rubin be, should exactly. be there. The exactly. CEO of Fanatics. So oh, he should for sure. be there. By Absolutely. the way, you said one thing I have to follow up on. You said Santa doesn't take the break during that busy season. What, how many days are in the Santa busy season? Like before December 25th, how many are we looking at? I'm just going to give Santa like the December. Mo- I'm going to give him December. Maybe November so does when Santa he's doing the game plan, when he's organizing. What are you guys talking about? When he's figuring out how he's going to get this done. Santa kicks up the heels on December 26th. I'll give him till New Year's to reset, relax, get the game plan going with the elves. You know, as soon as that clock ticks on January 1st, he's off and running. Maybe Santa. Really? Maybe, that maybe, that maybe, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. He's got to provide 
gifts for every child in the world. But he ain't making the gifts. It's the damn elves at the workshop. But but it's it's about keep. Any good coach knows that you don't have a lot of time off, and you got to keep the members I of feel, your team motivated and working. I They've got to be like committed to the program. He can't take that time Smalls, off. I feel like Santa does a lot of delegating, and dare I say, Santa might be overrated in this whole Christmas gift giving thing. Excuse what? me, Santa, Santa is overrated. Santa might be overrated. Hot take, but Santa might be overrated. Okay, more he overrated. Deli- Santa deli- or the Tooth Fairy. He delivers the gifts. He ain't making the gifts. More overrated. Santa or the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. I have to say Santa. Santa's got oh a hell of a God. PR machine behind him. Well, you know what I'm going to do now? 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> More overrated, Santa or the Tooth Fairy? We, Smalls is basically How saying, did we get into this conversation? Deion Sanders. Deion, Deion Sanders. Oh Smalls God. has said that Santa basically has no time off. No, He has a Bill Belichick approach, or she has the Bill Belichick approach of no days off. Man, it ain't You're like, saying that Santa's off when? Man, it ain't like Santa got spring ball. He ain't got OTAs or minicamp. The Santa's, hell are we talking Santa's about? Santa's holding out. Man, Santa, <laughs> Santa is feet up somewhere in the no. Caribbean in March and April. Santa ain't doing no damn work. Santa is absolutely doing work year-round. You know the physical – I mean, we know he's got the belly, but you know the, the physical well, demands? The why, why are you fat-shaming yeah, Santa? I'm not fat-shaming you, Santa. Yeah, I you love are. you. You said I'm he's saying, got the belly. You know the physical demands it takes to be able to deliver gifts worldwide? Go down chimneys? Not down. easy. Not easy. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. When is Santa's offseason and is Santa overrated? Plus, someone over here doesn't like someone's big Instagram post. We'll compare that to other movie quotes next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU, the ESPN app, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Couple of things to clean up here and update. So thank you, Jerry, one of our producers on the TV side, who updates us the Drake Tour. Fridays in Dallas, Sundays in Houston, Saturdays off. Please oh. don't go to Colorado. Please go to Colorado. Please don't. Drake I'm in Colorado. We're speculating I'm on begging. that. I want Coach Prime to have as much success as he possibly can. And Drake, when he shows up, you know that means an L for the home team. I don't you know. know that. Toronto won? Of, yeah, the Raptors won. The Raptors won. won? It's hard to argue that one. I feel like they won in spite of Drake and not because of him. Look at what's happened to Kentucky since Drake <laughs> wanted to associate himself with that program. 
Exactly. That's my point. I can't argue Exactly. That. Drake is a front runner, a bandwagon fan. I don't want him jumping on the Coach Prime bandwagon just because I don't want oh. Coach Prime to have any bad luck when it comes to him trying to have success. This He's going to be there. He's going to be there. Off day Saturday in Colorado, back to Houston, not that far of a flight, obviously flying private. I mean, that's an easy one. Also, Canty has said that Santa is overrated. Um, off of Dion comparing himself basically to Santa. Uh, some tweets coming in. James Burden tweets at M Smallman at Upco Radio. I can't or Chris Canty ninety nine. The answer is the Easter Bunny. That the Easter Bunny is overrated. Yeah, I can get down with that. I agree with that. Easter Bunny, Santa, Tooth Fairy, most overrated. Eight 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 ESPN. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, posted yesterday um, his first. Comments, I guess, since the injury. Yeah. And he got very emotional in the comments. And certainly you feel for the guy because even if you're not a Rodgers fan, I mean, the guy put all the effort in. As you heard Pat McAfee um, say there in the uh, in our clip coming back, um, he said, thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM, connected through a friend. It has meant a ton to me, and I'll try to get back to all of you soon. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys. Want to know? CC hates the last part because it's <laughs> the movie it. quote there, and he doesn't like the movie. It quote. should have just stopped when he said, "Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers." Just stop it right there. Stop it right there. We don't have to go with the melodrama and quoting the Dark Knight. You ain't Christian Bale. You ain't Batman. Dog, let that go. Stop it. I understand it. Everybody in the football world feels sorry for you. Hell, every person that is aware of sports and entertainment feels sorry for you. This just wasn't an ESPN story. It was on the nightly news with David Muir on ABC. That's how big of a deal it was with Aaron Rodgers going down. Everybody feels sorry for you. Why do you have to turn it into this dark night thing? Look at me. Now, with that being said, he is intimating that he is planning on trying to rehab and come back in 2024. And he said before the season that he felt like because of what the Jets had to give up, it would be a disservice to the franchise to not give them multiple years. My only point with that is, why are we to expect that Aaron Rodgers is going to be anywhere close to the version of himself that we saw the last three years going into his age 41 season coming off of an Achilles injury? I just don't think that the Jets as an organization should be beholding to Aaron Rodgers knowing that the opportunity cost might be a quarterback that could be younger and that could be healthier even though the ceiling on said quarterback might not be as high. I still would take Aaron Rodgers at age 40 going into 41 coming off of a tough injury and an Achilles over so many quarterbacks in the NFL or I I would at least want to try it out. And if you're the New York Jets and he's only played four regular season snaps for you before this injury and he's already made such a difference in your culture and the environment of your team, don't you want to give him the opportunity to pay that off as we heard Pat McAfee say? If I'm the Jets, I feel like I owe it to him. Even though it is a question mark of what he's going to look like, I feel like everything he did coming there and the way that he's infused confidence and positivity into this team and set a different standard for them, I want him to give that chance to pay it off. I agree. I think you're dead on, and I'll go even further. They're not a joke. I mean, I, let's be honest. They were a joke for a long period of time. And it's not. I understand that we can go to the same old Jets because – good things than bad things, but they're not a joke, and Rodgers adds that credibility to them. Now, what is a joke is the quote at the end that that 
Canty hates. So, of course, we have to take that and do a Rogers quote or a movie quote. Okay. Uh, Pat Costello is here, and PC is going to give us a quote, and we have to figure out, as a trio, is it a Rogers quote or a movie quote? Pat, what do you got? It takes a career, a lifetime, to build a reputation and only one misstep for it to all crumble away. Rogers quote or movie quote? Feels like a movie quote. I just don't know what movie. Movie Movie quote, quote. for sure. That is incorrect. It's a Rogers quote. Wow. Okay. All right, we're 0 what, for 1. When did he say that? Do we have dates on these, or do we have a... a... No. Okay. That's way Just too wondering. much work for yeah, Pat. Sorry, How dare you sorry Pat. Just wondering. How dare you. <laughs> Next one, Pat. Great men are not born great. They grow great. Movie quote. See, I would lean movie quote, but I feel like he wants us to do the every, every other, so I want to say it's Rogers as a result of that. I say movie quote. It's probably like Remember the Titans or something like that. Okay. It's from The Godfather. Okay, there, there you go. Wow, we are, we are bad. Or I am bad. Next yeah. one. Uh, it's what you do right now that makes a difference. I feel like that could be Rogers and in a movie as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the Pat logic I'm going, of the I'm order, going though. movie here. I'm going movie, movie here. I think movie too. I'm going Rogers. It is from Black Hawk Down. Yeah, oh, there we go. I'm two for three. <laughs> okay. Keep it pushing. <laughs> Leadership can't be forced or contrived. It has to be your personality. Oh, contrived, that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's got to be Rodgers. Rodgers. It's got to be. Yeah, Rodgers. that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's got to be. Easy one. Next. The things you can't measure are often the things that give people the most success. I'm going to say Rodgers in a defensive way. Like somebody's saying, like, you don't have enough Super Bowl wins, you only have one, and then he says that to defend himself. I'm going Rodgers. Movie quote. I'm going movie quote as well. That is Aaron Rodgers. Wow, I'm so bad at this. Okay. Next one. Our lives are defined by opportunities, even the ones we miss. That sounds like Rodgers movie. too to me. Movie. Give, give me eight. I think it's Rodgers. It's from Benjamin Button. Oh. Wow. Next. Uh, you want one more? Yeah. You can't think about the mistakes. You have to think about your next opportunity. Go out there and make the most of it. I think movie. That's that, Rogers. That, Rogers. That's no, that Rogers talking like, about leaving Green Rogers, Bay. That feels like Rogers. a sports movie from a coach to a team. Rogers. That is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. 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 Did I win the game? Did we have anybody in the studio keeping track? Did I win? No, no Nuno was yelling at a caller and distracting <laughs> me the whole time. So I don't think anyone was. CC, you track, clearly lost. I just want to be right. You know that. I just want to be think, right. I think we all lost, let's be honest. No, no, I feel no, I I feel like I got more right than wrong. So I feel like I you won the really game. You really care about being right in this game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like I should be right. Yeah. He's a, he's a competitor. Game, and, and you play to win the game. Thank you, Herb. I want to win all the games. Well, the D-backs and the, the Cubs are going to try to win games this weekend, uh, Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coming up, Canny or Canty next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Kenny? Kenny? Oh, oh Kenny. This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question. Can he or can he say analysis? It's <laughs> 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 unsportsmanlike like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN U, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, all of our great stations across the country. Can he or can he? Brought to you by Granger. By the way, I will continue to say it. The stat that Smalls keeps bringing up of most division titles in baseball history for the Braves is the most startling stat of the day. I just never thought they I knew how great they've been and obviously they won a million in a row what 14 in a row in the 90s into the 2000s but I never thought they would have more than the Yankees or Dodgers that is remarkable and that ain't slowing down no time soon with no. Alex Anthopoulos and Nick uh Brian Snicker absolutely they're not keep that train rolling. they're loaded yeah, but they are. 26 division titles which is a record it's outstanding yeah okay canny or canty so we're gonna give Thursday night football prop bet Prop Bebs? Prop Bebs. What is it about this segment? We can't talk. (laughs) Uh, Prop Bets. Yeah. With the Eagles and the Vikings. So here we go. So if I I say he can, then it means he's going over. over. If he can't. If I say he can, it's under. It's obvious. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I explain it for the audience. Here we go. Kirk Cousins over under one and a half touchdown passes. Can he or can't he do that? I'm going to say he can. I mean, two-fourths of the secondary or half of the secondary, however you want to break down fractions, is out for the Philadelphia Eagles. James Bradbury's out. Reed Blankenship is out. So they're young in that area, new defensive coordinator. When you have that many moving parts with that many different signal callers, guys that are key cogs in terms of communicating coverages, it could be a problem. So I could absolutely see Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson getting theirs. Kirk Cousins, you know, had a great first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Second half, not so much. I think he puts four quarters together tonight against that Eagles defense. I would I would say can, and the reason I say can is because my I root for the show, number one, above all. Yeah. What's best for the show? <laughs> so do I. In yeah. my head, what's best for the show is Kirk Cousins playing well and them losing because then it's like, well, he's good. Could he help the Jets? Could he help this team? I love all trade drama. I love transactional season in any sport. So I'm going to say can because I'm ready for the show. I'm saying he can too. I absolutely think that's possible. So you you want the Vikings to lose. But Cousins play well. But Cousins play well. Because everybody's done the Kirk Cousins overrated. We've done that a million times over. We haven't done the hypothetical trade scenarios for Kirk Cousins. And that's right up our alley. Okay. We can have that fun. Right. So that's what I'm rooting for. Can he or can he? Jalen Hurts. Over, under, one and a half touchdowns tonight. I'm going to say... Passing, he, I should say. Passing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to say he can. Baker Mayfield do for two passing touchdowns against this same defense. They're a work in progress. A couple of guys that are questionable on that defense to play tonight, including Marcus Davenport. Remember this. Only two quarterback hits on Baker Mayfield last week. One sack, and that was Daniil Hunter. They don't have a lot of pass rush to speak of. 
So I think it makes it for an easy night for Jalen Hurts to have productivity in the passing game. I think he definitely can. We talked about it a couple segments ago about Jalen Hurts and those starters not getting that preseason action. I think he's got a game under his belt. That rust is shaken off. I totally expect him to do this. So the reason I say can is because I have faith in Jalen Hurts as one of these guys that if he doesn't play well enough, it eats at him to no end. And I think he's going to come out nasty tonight and really be awesome because I don't think he's one of these guys like, oh, yeah, it's cool. We won. Like, we're good. Like, I think winning and getting to the Super Bowl last year was not enough for that guy. That's the kind of person I think he is. All right. Over, under, Kenny or Kenny, Jalen Hurts rushing yards, 46 and a half. Kenny or Canty? I'm going to say he can. And last year when he faced off against the Vikings, he had 11 rushes for 57 yards. I think that they're going to feature his legs more just to threaten the defense a little bit, open up opportunities in the passing game. Running back Kenneth Gainwell is going to be out in this one. So I just think shorthanded with your running backs in the backfield, it's going to present an opportunity for Sirianni to use Jalen Hurts not only as a passer but as a runner. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we'll see this from him tonight. Yeah, I think it's an over. He can because I also think that the Vikings defense is going to come after him a little bit. And Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator, is excellent. And I think that he's going to obviously do a good job with that. All right, next one. Canty or Canty? Rushing and receiving yards combined for A.J. Brown, 72 and a half. Against that secondary for the Vikings, he can and he will. <laughs> That's going to happen. He's going to do it on receiving yards alone. I mean, listen, A.J. Brown is the reason why Jalen Hurts transformed as a quarterback. He's a dominant number one receiver that can dictate front and coverage. I think they go to him early and often. Because the defense is going to be coming after Jalen Hurts tonight because they can't generate pressure with their four-man rush, that means one-on-one coverage for A.J. Brown. Good luck with that with the Vikings DBs. Wouldn't you be surprised if he doesn't hit that tonight? Yes. I would too. Shocked. I'd say Canny as well. I think that's an easy one uh, for the over-unders there. Of course, Canny or Canty brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by with Granger. You know, one angle for Thursday Night Football we have not hit on yet. Remember the biggest theme for Thursday Night Football last year? It was all the games were terrible, and Al Michaels was so frustrated on the on the prime broadcast yeah. with how frustrating and how bad the games were. Yeah. Do we want Salty Al? Do we want Happy Al? What kind of Al? I mean, he's an all-time great first ballot Hall of Fame broadcaster. Do we want Salty Al tonight in the game's terrible yet again that he has to deal with it, or do we want a great game? Because no, Al, we want, Al's so we want a great. We want a great game. I want good football. Yeah, like, are we Good football for good is more football? entertaining than Al Michaels. I'm just saying. He's pretty entertaining. He's though. pretty entertaining, but I mean, I want good football. We and got a good Thursday night game last week to open the season between Lions and Chiefs. Let's keep that rolling, man. And on the surface, when we looked at the schedule, we thought this would be a good matchup. Yeah. That this would be an exciting game to watch. Yeah, I got one more for you, Smalls. What's Justin up? Jefferson, mm-hmm. six and a half receptions over under. Can he, can't he? I'm going to go over. I You're going to go can. over? Yeah, I think that he's going to go to him a lot. I'm going to go under. Darius Slay, big play Slay. I mean, look at the graphic right there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, big pay Slay. They don't like each other, those two. They don't like each other, but Slay is on the winning side of that matchup. No touchdowns for Justin Jefferson. Two picks when covering Justin Jefferson for Darius Slay. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to go, he can't. All right, I'll ride with JJ. We'll see see tomorrow. Scott in Virginia, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80, joins us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What's up, Scott? Thank you, my friend. What's going on? Uh, getting back to the talk about Sue Perry and Santa. Yeah. Sue uh, Perry is on call every night. And Santa is more of a prepper for his main holiday. I should know this because I'm one of his hundreds of thousands of elves. 
Mm. Yeah, you know, you're onto something. And thanks for the phone call. Deion Sanders compared himself to Santa, to which triggered Chris Canty saying Santa's a little bit overrated, which triggered our conversation about when is Santa's off time, right? Which Canty and I had more off time for Santa than Smalls did. He brings up an interesting point about the Tooth Fairy because the Tooth Fairy needs to be on 365. Yeah, and I got no beef with the Tooth Fairy because when the Tooth Fairy shows up, they bring in cash. You know, if Santa shows up, he's bringing a gift. You may or may not like the gift. Mm-hmm. But when, who doesn't like cash? Yeah, but you told him what you wanted. You, you gave Santa the wish list prior yeah. to his arrival. Yeah, so he should know what to get. That don't mean he's going to give it to you. You could have been on the naughty list. He'll be getting cold. You could be, you could be bad, but if you lose a tooth, the tooth fairy going to show up with some cash. That's right. That's so right. you're still good. Let me tell you something. The tooth fairy scenario, uh, earmuffs for the little kids out there. So I have kids. I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. When mm. you have the tooth fairy, like, you got to do it perfectly. you got to go in there at the perfect time and slip it under there. It's very difficult. I have now outsourced that. My wife is way, way, way better that than that than I am. She's dealing with the tooth fairy? I'm bad at it. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I have to do this. And then I'm like, what do I do with the tooth? So I literally just stuffed it in a drawer, and then I forgot the drawer. I'm a disaster with this. Absolute disaster. So you just have your kids' teeth? In drawers? Mine, mine are in a box randomly? at my parents' house. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what? You still have <laughs> you <said> yours? what? <laughs> my kids are losing what? them currently. <laughs> what? Okay, so at my parents' house, there's a hope chest, and my mom throughout my life had put things in there that maybe whenever I moved out, I would just take the chest with me and I might want it, you know, things of that nature. Uh, my hospital bracelet is in there, my first communion outfit, stuff like that. And I was going through the hope chest, and in this cigar box is a bunch of things from when I was growing up, and I opened it, and there's a bag, like a little baggie of my baby teeth in there. Okay. And did you throw them out? Yeah, they're no, I don't think they were I they're with us. I don't think they're with us anymore. But you don't think. There's don't no think confirmation. No, 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 no we don't have Schefter reporting who, who, who on So when it? you pulled it out and you Nobody. saw it, you were like, oh, this is cool. Put it back in. Who was it? Was it Sam Hartman? Who was it that made their their rib? In, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman made his rib into jewelry. Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And so we were talking about this, and I was like, maybe I should dip the teeth in gold, make some sort of jewelry out of it, make my baby grill? teeth. The, the, <laughs> make the make gr- a like Paul Wall over or here. Exactly. Make it like a charm bracelet, <laughs> exactly. you know? Okay, so Oh, my baby Just to reset this, there is a chance in the Smallman home around St. Louis, that your baby teeth may still be in that home. Mom, I know you're watching, you're listening. Text me. Do we still have them? Because I think we might. Wow. I think we might. Wow. Okay, I'm off you the learn, hook now. You learn new things about your teammates every day. My Ooh. kids are young. I still don't have to throw them out. You're um, young, but not as young as my kids. You're, well, I think you're she, a grown woman. I'm yes. aware. And we still have your baby but teeth But I think she just threw world. stuff in the box and okay. then didn't revisit it for okay. like two decades. Gotcha. What else in that hope chest? We need like a list of things in that hope chest. Oh, my my old yearbooks are in there. Okay, like can... uh, my uniform, Catholic school uniform. I know it was in there. Just mm-hmm. things like that. Wow. My get, Dan gotta... Marino jersey from when I was a kid. Oh no, that could be good. Yeah, that could be good. I wonder if this year is going to be something that Jets fans put in their hope chest for their fandom, like oh. the year that we thought that we could win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, this the, is like kind of kind of kind of like the year they thought. They could win a Super Bowl with Brett Favre. I'm just saying it hasn't worked out when they go after Packers quarterback. Right. Conceptually, the hope chest, as Small said, is you save it, you look at it years to come, and you're like, oh, that triggered all these great things. Yeah. yeah. You see that for the Jets? <laughs> Probably not. Right. So I don't Probably think you're looking not. back at this hope chest. By the way, odds came out but yesterday. But it's not hope if you have a mission accomplished. Like, if your team is winning championships, it's not hope. It's we the won. Jets, Canty. <laughs> But that's my point. Like you're they're a giant. Hoping, but, you're a ho- but you're hoping for things. That's why the hope chest, when it comes to your sports fandom, I don't know. I'm just saying. 
Uh, there are already odds out about the first quarterback benched for this NFL season. We're one game wow. in, and we already have odds about the first QB benched. We'll get into that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I almost said left eye gone too soon, but... Right, uh, I was just going to let Evan have that one. (laughs) Let Evan take it. Let Evan take it. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is one of those songs where you bop your head and your mm-hmm. wife is looking over at you and she's like, you're nodding a little too hard, dog. <laughs> you're nodding a little too hard, dog. I'm just like, Are you I, nodding from experience? I, baby, I like the song. <laughs> what are we talking about? She's like, I'm listening to what the song is talking about and you look like you're enjoying the song too damn much. Oh, I've never listened yeah. to the lyrics actually that way. Now I'm going to have yeah, to. Now I, oh, he's so creeping. I creep, so I creep? Oh, yeah, yeah I guess that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it's not 21. a good idea. Yeah. I, I like to. <laughs> now he likes it. <laughs> Is 21 Savage a good rapper? Can we just throw that? Like, he's very popular, but he, he just talks. It, it, 21. I, I, like, I, like, I like 21. I like 21. 21. I like 21. I, I don't know how you classify it, how you define it, because it, it's not rap. He's talking, <laughs> exactly. and there's a beat behind it. But I like 21. I could put it on. It's a bop. But it's like literally. As long it's, as it's a bop, right? I think that's how we judge music now. Yeah. If it's a bop, then okay, I like the music. Well, I think you could say that for almost any modern day rap song, right? Yeah. It's not what it's not the rap we grew up no, on. Get definitely. off my lawn. That's that's Evan, the get off my lawn when it's back true, in my though. day yeah. with run DMC and public enemy. <laughs> I'm not that, I'm three years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> my God. That's, I'm not that much older than you. Uh, by the way, we also have a college football tonight. Uh, ACC Network, Bethune Cookman in Miami. Miami looking to go three and oh. Tyler Van Dyke's been awesome so far this year. He was supposed to be a first round pick last year, potentially did not have a good year had to come back to school but uh we talk about QB. i hope bethune cookman loves that check by the way i hope it's a nice check because i know you don't how, want, yeah, you i don't know how, i know how games. that's gonna go tonight yeah you don't want to lose those money games if you're miami that's for sure no absolutely not so uh odds already came out first quarterback benched this year in the nfl mm. and i don't know that we made the odds but we certainly agree with conceptually those odds and it's ryan Tannehill. That people have is the first quarterback bench. Two young backups, Will Levis and Malik Willis. He's 35 years old. He's gotten more than enough of an opportunity to be the Titans guy and to take them over that hump into that next level. He's the odds-on favorite, first QB benched. Either of you want to fight that off, slash who would you say is second if you don't want to fight that off? I don't want to fight that off. I think Tannehill is a great first pick. 
You know who else I think might be in the mix? Mm. Russell Wilson. Ooh. I know they're going to give him the, some runway. Yeah. But how long is that runway if we don't see a drastic improvement? I know, Evan, no turnovers. Yeah. In, yeah, but you got to actually score points. Mm-hmm. And if you're the quarterback, where's your role in the team only scoring 16 points? I brought up this stat before, but in the 16 games that he's in the 16 games that he started, they've only scored more than 16 points. What? Five times? Five? That's absolutely ridiculous. So at some point, Russell Wilson has got to do more, live up to the contract. So I like that pick by you. Ryan Tannehill's got to be a lock, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, he's yeah. is there a second the then? It almost as crazy as it sounds, Ryan Tannehill first QB bench is almost as easy as Mahomes' number one overall, right? It's like so obvious. Because you have a tough-minded head coach who's completely unafraid of anything in Vrabel, and you got two young guys behind him who are, you know, raring to go there. Is there a second person that you guys would look at and say, and by the way, I'm going to take one guy out. You can't say Josh Dobbs. Because I'm about, he, to, I'm about to go there. Well, he just got there like 10 minutes ago. It's almost yeah. not even fair to him to say yeah. that. Well, he's only get Josh Dobbs only gets benched by Arizona if he's good, right? Yeah. If he's bad, they keep him in there. <laughs> That's if what he, they want. Josh, I'm sorry, you know you threw three touchdowns well, today. Well, That's did, unacceptable. Well, I mean, listen, are you really afraid of Clayton Toon, who's the backup quarterback? Yeah. Clayton Toon is that the guy? It's a cool name. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Baker there's, Mayfield. I was going to say outside of Baker, there's not one. Baker Mayfield. Kyle Trask sitting yeah, there we'll ready see, to go. We'll see what there's happens. Not Baker a, Mayfield. A lot of option. guys yeah. to throw in the mix here. Yeah, I have a hard time believing. I have a hard time believing that you are going to look at this and you're going to say that Russell Wilson's going to get benched after two, three, four games. I just don't see it. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to be successful. Now, he, the counter to that is Jared Stidham is there. Jared Stidham is not awesome, but Jared Stidham was very good down the stretch last he year. Played he well replaced last year, yeah. the, uh, Derek Carr with the Raiders. Now, you have to question why does the guy in Josh McDaniels, who's known him for a while, want to get rid of him? He was with him in New England and then with him with the Raiders, but obviously now you have a scenario in which um, Denver gives him a couple of bucks to be their backup quarterback, so maybe you do go there. From sportsbetting.ag, you have Tannehill, Russell Wilson. Here's another one. Sam Howell is third in terms of the benching. You do have Jacoby Brissett there, who started a bunch in the NFL. Then Baker Mayfield. Then C.J. Stroud. That's tough for me to imagine that he's going to get benched. They're not benching C.J. Stroud. That's not happening. No. I mean, none of the rookie quarterbacks are getting benched. Those guys are going to take their lumps. But I'm just sitting there looking at the top of the list. Sam Howell, I don't think he's going to get benched. But if he doesn't tweak how he plays, he's going to get knocked out of some games. Because he took some unnecessary shots by that Arizona Cardinals defense. He's absolutely got to figure out how to take better care of himself. But, yeah, I think those are the two guys at the top of the list, and rightfully so, Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson. You know what's interesting, though, about some of those? Like Sam Howell, for for argument's sake. So let's say he's not that good, and let's say they're losing a bunch of games in Washington. They have new ownership. Smalls has pointed out that the head coach, Ron Rivera, is is probably so nervous about his place as an employee employee of the Washington Commanders mm-hmm. that he keeps giving the game balls <laughs> to ownership. To like, Josh hey, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> but if Sam Howell's not good, if you're running that organization, aren't you keeping him in there? Because don't you want to tank? Don't you like? We talk about tanking so much now because of the fact that Caleb Williams may be one of those once every ten years kind of prospects yeah. that everybody's buzzing about at Oklahoma now USC. So 
That's where that gets tricky because if you look at Tannehill, if he's bad, if you look at Sam Howell, if he's bad, you want to get higher up in the draft. You may not want to win as many games if you're already falling by the wayside there. Yeah, but you also don't want to fall into a culture of losing that's hard to pull out of. I mean, how many top five draft picks had the Jets invested in quarterbacks over the last decade, right? Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, it was Mark Sanchez in 2009. Then you had Sam Sam Darnold in 2018. Mm -hmm. Then you had Zach Wilson in 2020. They haven't been able to develop any of those guys because they've had a culture of losing. Now, sometimes they've been trying to tank. Other times it's just been bad luck. But my thing is you always want to create a competitive environment because that's the best way to be able to develop your people. So if you're those franchises, I don't know if you necessarily want to go that route, especially if you're a team like the Commanders where you have a lot of good pieces around the quarterback and a really good defense. And you could still be playing your backup, seeing what you have in him, while also not winning games. Yes. Well, and Josh Harris, remember, he owns the Washington Commanders, but he also owns the Philadelphia 76ers. And you want to talk about a bad culture. That process has screwed up the culture for a decade, basically. Yeah, yeah. And now you're about to screw up having an MVP player in Joel Embiid. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've learned the lessons from Sam Hankey in the whole tanking thing. It it doesn't work in the way that you think it does if year over year your goal is to lose a lot of games. Oddly enough, unless it's baseball. Baseball is the sport where you look at the Cubs and you look at the Astros historically, they got really bad to get really good. We got Thursday Night Football tonight. Tomorrow is going to be a big part of it, obviously, with the Vikings and the Eagles. We are on to Friday. Give me the Eagles. I'm laying the six. Give me the Eagles. I'm laying the six. Let's go. On ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.